Hello and welcome back to Rambling with Rosie. I'm Rosie and I'm so happy that you're here spending more of your time with me. I hope your day and week is going amazing, whatever you're up to, wherever you are and whoever you're with. I'm really excited for today's episode. Like I'm so excited. It's another single episode and I love these episodes because I feel like I literally just ramble. That's the whole point of this podcast, I know. But I do genuinely feel like I can just ramble about whatever's on my mind. And the fact that you guys give me like feedback and you find things that resonate with you and work for you within it, that makes me so happy because I've never like, I don't normally talk about the things that I talk about on the podcast, like in real life. Having the podcast makes me talk about them more because friends are like, oh, I heard you mention that or you know when you spoke about that, do you know what I mean? And then I end up having the conversations. But before I'd never like, spoken about stuff like the way I think and my mindset do you know except like deep late night chats with certain people so I bloomin love this deep late night chats but on a podcast while you drive or walk or chill whatever you're doing while you listen I don't know I just think it's so cool so thank you for being here and listening and for giving your feedback I love it speaking of feedback I got a message right after my last episode went live and it was from Megan and it made my day I was then so excited to start promoting the podcast I hadn't have even posted about the fact that it'd gone live and I got this message from Megan saying hi I have my first presentation today showing my photography and I'm terrified your podcast instantly calmed me I knew it would it's like the universe knew with this week's episode this is the episode with Ella so Ella you killed it I've been listening since episode one and I just wanted to thank you for being a calming, friendly voice in my life. Tuesday is now my new favorite day. Oh my goodness. Megan, thank you so much. That is the cutest thing ever. I I actually have no words. Like that's, that's all I can ask for. If you're enjoying the podcast, don't forget to like and subscribe on whatever listening platform you listen to on. It means the absolute world and I appreciate every single button click you do to do with this podcast. <laughs> Anyway, onto today's episode. I'm really, really excited to talk about this topic because it wasn't until I sort of had the idea of talking about it and started jotting down like some ideas that I wanted to mention, I realized how much this topic plays a part in my life. So I wanna talk about habits. And to me, the word habits is sort of like gray and brown, which is like color-coded for like boring. Do you know what I mean? When you think of habits, you think of stuck in a routine and I don't know, maybe maybe that's just me, but I feel like I used to especially think of habits as like this boring, limiting thought. I, I don't know, does that sound strange? But I read this book a while ago and I'm gonna refer to this book a lot in this episode called Atomic Habits. You must've heard of it. If you haven't, I recommend it so much. It was one of the first like self-help books that I ever read and it, it set the standard, like it's, I'm so picky with the books that I read now because of this book, because there's so much science behind the stuff that James Clear, the author, is talking about, that it's almost like everything is is set in, not set in stone, but do you know what I mean? Everything is like so well said that I'm like, well, that's just right, because it's backed up by science. So he talks about ways that habits can help you and ways that they may not help you, but it's all backed up with science and knowledge which makes it one, so easy to understand and two, so easy to believe and feel passionate about. I don't know, I just love it. I feel like it's the perfect combination of science and self-help. So definitely give that book a read if you want. After this episode, you might not have to because I'm gonna talk about so many things that I learned from that book, but how I've like applied it and things that I've learned from applying it. 
So the way this book sort of changed my thought about habits, you know, thinking they're boring and limiting to the most incredible life-changing thing is it, it did it in so many different ways. But like one of them is realizing how much they impact our everyday lives and because obviously it's called atomic habits atomic means you know like minuscule like small little habits that are part of your life and before I would think of habits as like going to the gym which I'm not being funny is like two hours of your day that's not a small habit but in the book it sort of breaks it down into small parts like putting your gym shoes on or getting dressed or just even adding it to your to-do list to make that the habit tiny little things That's what it means by atomic habits, small things that you can implement into your life. And I think it's the most incredible concept. And the more I dive into it, the more you will be like, wow, this is life-changing stuff. So you might think of habits as something that people want to build. I always think of like New Year's resolutions and habits sort of going hand in hand because people are like, oh, I want to build a habit of, say for example, going to the gym or I want to build a habit of eating healthier or meeting up with friends more, stuff like that or reading every day, going for a walk every day. They're like big habits. And yes, obviously it's good to have habits like that, but I'm on about like the invisible habits. I think they're the ones that we need to start like concentrating on because we have so many habits in our day-to-day lives that we probably don't even realize are there. I'm gonna call them invisible habits because I feel like that's fun. Like little things like chewing a pen when you've got it in your hand or like nail biting obviously you're aware that you bite your nails but you might not be aware of how much you do it when you come in you might put your keys in a certain place or when you put your shoes on you put two socks on and then two shoes if you put one sock on and then a shoe and then the other sock and the other shoe I mean go you you're you're a bit odd (laughs) but do you know what I mean these are the things that are habits that's what they are but we wouldn't I wouldn't have associated the word habit with them because they're just day-to-day routines, I guess, part of a routine. That means that there's so many things that go on that are habitual for us that we don't realize. And that is obviously things that are good for us, but also things that aren't so good for us. I feel like when you build a habit, because obviously a habit is built from doing something over and over again, and there are things that we do every single day, so they become habit. And when we don't realize that we're doing them, they could be bad things as well. Like I spoke about this a few episodes ago in my happiness episode. Negative self-talk might be a habit that you have and you don't even realize. How crazy is that? If you haven't listened to that episode, I'm talking about like if you make a mistake where you might drop something or mess something up or, you know, screw something up at work and then you literally come down on yourself like a ton of bricks like why would you do that that's stupid you're an idiot talk to yourself really badly maybe even not out loud I know I do when I'm home alone but yeah maybe even in your head and it still makes a big difference but it might literally be a habit to talk to yourself that way I know obviously the way that you do it or to what extent would depend on your mood or the way you're feeling that day or the people you're surrounded by but at the end of the day if something like that happens and then that triggers you talking to yourself negatively, that is a habit because it's triggered by a happening and then you do that. It's habitual that you follow that routine and and that's your habit. My top negative one that I've noticed recently is my phone. Like I will literally pick up my phone sometimes and just look at it. Like why? It doesn't buzz. It doesn't do anything. I just pick it up and look at it and then I'll probably open it, go onto an app and then I'm like in it. Do you know what I mean? It might be 15 minutes of me 
jumping between apps and doing goodness knows what, I have no idea, not getting anywhere. But I think it's become habit to literally pick up my phone. I've said this to a few people before, but I swear my phone buzzes and no notification comes up. Like sometimes it will just buzz. And I'm convinced now that it's in my head having spoken to people because they're like, no, no, that's weird. Like, I don't get that. But I swear on my life, I hear my phone buzz. So I think it is just this extreme engraved habit in my life. So that's something that I'm working on doing less. So obviously we don't want these like bad habits in our lives. Like no one wants to have bad habits. And if you start like noting them and start realizing them, you'll probably be like, oh my goodness, I do these so many things that like aren't benefiting me, that aren't like pushing me towards the person I wanna become. And I didn't even realize I was doing them. I think that's crazy. So I think the first step to obviously getting rid of them like we would want to is being aware of them. Maybe like noting down things that you do every day. And I reckon you'll be shocked. Like I reckon you'll be surprised. I certainly was when I first started doing it. I need to get into it again because I don't do it as much anymore. But I focus so much on building good habits. I've probably built some bad ones within there as well that I need to like note. So I'm gonna do that as well. I've just inspired myself. Another thing about habits is that they could be easily confused with goals. Because obviously if you're building a new habit on purpose, you're probably working towards a goal. But everyone sets goals at the end of the day. Like everyone has something that they want to work towards. But without habits, you're not gonna reach the goals. So I think it's better to work on habits rather than goals. If I said, I wanna run a marathon, that's my goal. I'd be like, okay, so where do I start? I might have like this burst of motivation and say, okay, I'm gonna go for a 10 mile run every day. And then like literally force myself to do it. I might procrastinate because it that's a hell of a run. Um, and then I'll put it off some days. It just becomes this thing that's now a burden. And because I didn't build a habit out of it, I lose all my drive and motivation and it's just gone. Whereas if I said, right, okay, I wanna build a habit of getting out the house at seven o'clock every morning, that's a lot easier to do. And then some days I might be like, okay, I'll run today or I'll walk today. I think it's starting small. Even at seven o'clock every morning, I'm gonna put my trainers on. That's, if you build that habit, I think eventually you'll start being like, well, I've got my trainers on now, so I might as well leave the house. And then if you're walking, you're like, well, I'm in my gym gear, you know, I could run for a minute and then stop. I don't know. I feel like that seems so much easier than running 10 miles every day because that's how you reach your goal. I think building habits is is such a good way, atomic habits, tiny little things like putting your trainers on or leaving the house. I think that's not just more sustainable, but also much more realistic and much more enjoyable. And if that becomes a habit, then you could build another habit on top of that. So I think trying not to think of it as like an action that's that you wanna ingrain in your brain You know, building a habit of running 10 miles a day is not, that's not gonna become habit because it's not realistic. But building like the atomic habit of something small, you know, you don't have to like push that into your brain to become something that you're passionate about and you wanna do every day. You can just make it something that becomes natural over time. And even if you have to like make yourself do it for the first few days, like leaving the house, especially now when it's getting a little bit colder, is tough. But just do it, get into the habit of doing something small like that 
by leaving the house, I mean, you could literally step onto your drive and step back in. But I think once you're on your drive, you'll be like, oh, I could, I could go for a walk now. Do you know what I mean? But every time you do it, you're strengthening those pathways in your brain that make the action feel more normal and right. And this is a concept that I learned from another book that I've spoken about on this podcast before called That Little Voice in Your Head. And it's all about the pathways in your brain that connect things together, like putting your shoes on and leaving the house. If you put your shoes on and then leave the house after, your brain's gonna create a pathway between those two actions and make it completely normal that one happens straight after the other and your brain won't even question it anymore. You won't have to force yourself to do it. It will literally become a natural motion that you perform which I think is so crazy because that's where the science comes into it not only are you building a habit which seems like such an external motivation driven concept but you're actually changing the shape and the movements within your brain you're sparking something up and you're creating strong connections between all these actions And I think it goes the other way as well. The less you do something, the weaker that pathway becomes. So I struggle to put my phone away late at night. My screen time in the evenings is not good. And I think it's because I've got this like urge to be productive and it's like, well, everyone else is relaxing. I'll get on with stuff now. You know, it's like that unhealthy thought. (laughs) Anyway, that's a whole other conversation. I think if I made myself not do that for a few days in a row, it would become easier and easier to not pick up my phone. And if I did something else instead and did that repeatedly, you know, for a few days, that would become more natural. If I said to myself, right, I'm going to bake something instead or I'm going to make my overnight oats for tomorrow morning instead of going on my phone, that would then become the natural thing that my body and my brain feels like it wants to do in the evening rather than picking up my phone. So we're strengthening the pathways that we want to strengthen and weakening the pathways that we don't want to have anymore. When I think of it like that, I'm like, this is actually crazy because we have the complete power over our brains at the end of the day, how they think. I know there are things that get in the way, external and internal, but I think it's just so crazy that when you think about it like that and you remind yourself of that, you have the power to literally shape the person that you are just by the things that you do by building up these little habits. Which brings me to the power of atomic habits, which I think is such a crazy concept that tiny little habits can make such a difference because I'm here saying, you know, like put your trainers on. That is not a life-changing move. You're probably like, well, that's just, that's putting your trainers on. Do you know what I mean? I I don't see how that's gonna change my life and make me into a marathon runner or whatever you wanna be. But I know that making small habits, like a collection of tiny little habits that all add up, creates this incredible change and has this incredible influence and impact on who you are and I think as soon as you're aware of the person that you want to be everyone has a goal and everyone has this idea of the person that they want to become even if you don't think about it that often I think if you don't I think it's a good idea too because I I don't like to plan too far ahead I don't if someone's like what's your five-year plan goodness knows I have no idea but I do know that I want to be a happy person that people like to be around and I want to inspire the people that I come across and I want I want to have a little spark and I want to impact people's life with that spark and make them feel a little bit shinier after having an interaction with me. That's my goal. 
So I know that in order to work towards that, I need to build up a collection of little habits that will help me achieve that. So I can't just say to myself, I want to sparkle because where do I start? But I could say to myself, right, I'm going to spend some time on my own in the morning so that I can be in tune with myself. I want to meditate so I'm calm and ready to listen. I want to read self-help books so I'm more aware of the way the brain works and the way people work and the way I work. Just things like that. And they will help me become that one step closer to that person that I want to be. And if I do that every day, I will become closer and closer to that person every day. And I just think that's crazy. That's such a cool concept that I have the power to shape me into that person that I want to become. And the same goes for anything. If, you're, if you've got a job title that you want, don't just say, okay, I want that promotion. You've got to be like, okay, so in the mornings, I'm going to spend 10 minutes talking to the person that's in that role already and find out about them. Or I'm going to spend five minutes at, on my lunch break researching the qualifications that I need for this. I don't know, I'm not very good at business talk, but I feel like it's an easy thing to apply it to. But I just think that tiny things that you do are one, easier to do and not as overwhelming and you'll stay more motivated and more consistent with it. But also they make such a difference, more difference than you realize. I remember this concept in the Atomic Habits book and I can't remember the name of the person, but it was... um, a person that took over the British cycling team. I wish I could remember the name, I can't, I'm sorry. The British cycling team before he took over wasn't a great success, like they were struggling, Um, other countries were better, so when they did like the Tour de France, they weren't successful, they'd never placed in the top. So this trainer took over the British cycling team and he implemented tiny, tiny little changes it was ridiculous things like they painted the inside of the truck that takes the bikes everywhere white so that they could see any dust so that it wouldn't affect the bikes and he hired people to research the most aerodynamic suits that he could possibly find for the cyclists. What was another thing he did? Oh my goodness he hired someone to teach the cyclists how to wash their hands properly. how mental is that and it was so they didn't get sick as much so that they could train more now these things seem so ridiculous on their own individually but he did hundreds of these tiny little things and the cyclists got better and better and better and then one of the cyclists placed first in the tour de france for the first time ever how crazy is that because he changed all these tiny tiny little things so I think the moral of that story is focus on the tiny things that you can change anything that you can make the slightest improvement with do it like tiny things even if it seems ridiculous like not even worth your time put your focus into it and improve it there's a concept called the 1% better and it is the concept that you become 1% better every day so focus on becoming 1% better every day maybe you practice a skill that you want to get better at Something like that. Make sure you improve on something by 1% every day. And over time, you will improve so much that you'll be like, wow. I think a really good example is the gym because it's such a common thing. And obviously, if you go to the gym once, you're not going to see any changes, are you? If you go to the gym for two weeks, you might not see changes. 
But if you did the same thing that you did the first time consistently for a year, you would see change, obviously. And everyone knows that, but because the gratification is delayed and it's not instant, it's really so much harder to, you know, withhold because you don't get that instant gratification and that instant dopamine of achieving a goal. But I think by having atomic habits and tiny little things to do every single day, you're achieving small things every day. So you'll still get that little burst of dopamine. I think that's where the concept of drive versus motivation comes in. This is such an interesting concept to me because I always get little bursts of motivation. Maybe I've spoken to someone creative and they've like sort of sparked something in me or I've watched something and I've been like, wow, I always get motivation after I go to a show, you know, like a theater show. I can't explain it to you, but I get like a little burst of of spark and motivation in my head whenever I go to a live show. So that to me is motivation. And I think of motivation as passing, like it will go eventually. It it might last a few hours. It might last a week. I don't know, but it's passing. I think drive has a similar outcome. You might take similar action from drive, but it's not passing. Like it's not gonna go if you don't let it. And I think if you have little habits that you know are working towards what you want to achieve that's what helps you keep the drive and I think it works both ways drive influences the habits and habits influence the drive and if you have a drive to achieve something if you're passionate about something it's so much easier to hold up these habits but if these habits are crazy and they're big and they're um you know unachievable or unrealistic to do every day you'll lose motivation but as long as you've got drive to do something, make sure you build the right habits. And I think that is the perfect combination to building this person that you want to become or achieving the goal that you're working towards. So you want to build a new habit or you want to build these habits, but now you're like, okay, so how do I go about it? There's two ways that I remember reading about in this book. I literally read it Um, probably over a year ago so it's incredible that I can remember these things because my memory is not good but that just tells you how much of an impact it's had on me so I think there were two main ways of building habits or creating new ones and one was picking like a time and a place when you're going to do something so it might be at 7 a.m every morning I'm going to put my trainers on for example or for me maybe at 9 p.m every evening I'm gonna turn off my phone. Something like that. That's like a a time and a place and there's no denying that it, you're in that time and place. So you've got to do it. Do you know what I mean? You're committing to it and eventually it becomes normal. For me, I don't know how that sits with me because I, if I want to do a habit that's during the day, my days vary day to day a lot because of the nature of my job with the freelancing and everything. Like no two days are the same. So it that doesn't work too well for me but it might work if you're if you have a nine to five and your weeks are very structured that could literally be the perfect way to build new habits so if it works for you that's great and that's so exciting the other way of building a habit that I love and I use all the time is habit stacking habit stacking is the idea that you attach another habit onto something that you already do so it follows on or maybe you do it before but following on seems to make more sense so for me 
now in the evenings, my friend Maddie has got me into a skincare routine. I'm so ashamed. Before, sometimes all my face would get was a splash of water. And Maddie was like, Rosie, are you joking? Tell me you wear SPF. I was like, no. SPF? <laughs> no. I'm so ashamed. If you don't have a skincare routine, I'm with you. That sometimes it just doesn't happen. It just doesn't work into my day and I never got into it. But apparently it's important. And I, I'm going to be honest, I can see the importance. Like wearing sun cream every day or SPF on your face, that is probably a really, really good idea. So I need to start getting into that. Anyway, end of tangent. I have implemented my skincare routine after I brush my teeth. So I'll brush my teeth, obviously in the morning and the evening, and then I'll do my skincare and it's like a, a habit stacking. And in the mornings when I wake up, I have a glass of water. So I have a glass of water next to my bed. So in the morning I wake up and I have a glass of water. That's a habit stacked on something that I already do. Something that's good for me, something that's good for my health and something that I wanted to implement. And it's so easy because I literally now wake up and if there's no glass of water there, I'm like, oh my goodness, it feels unnatural now because I've done it so many times and it's literally become habit. So that's the idea of habit stacking and I love it. It feels like I have this power to achieve anything because I can just add a habit to something that I already do. I don't know. It's it's a psychological thing, obviously, but I just think it's such a powerful thing to have your hands on. Does that make sense? I think it's so cool. So another way for you to make building new habits easier is to literally make building new habits easier for yourself. Make them more accessible, more desirable, more fun to do. I think if you create an environment for yourself where acting on this habit is easier, that is the smart thing to do. Say I wanna go to the gym some point tomorrow. Tonight I could get out my gym stuff and put it on my chair so it's visible and easy to get out and it's one less thing that I have to do tomorrow. So it's more likely to happen and therefore more likely to become a habit. There was a study that I read about and I actually can't remember if this was in the book or if it was separate, but basically it was talking about people in a shop. And in the study, they spoke about how people are more likely to buy the stuff that is stacked on the shelves at eye level. So things that are on eye level and therefore more accessible and more visible were more likely to be bought than the things that were on the shelf below. How crazy is that? And another study showed that people are more likely to buy the things at the end of a shopping aisle than within the aisle. So you know when there's like the special deals and the stuff like that at the end of shopping aisles, they're more likely to be bought. I just think that's mad. And now I think about it, it's obvious because it's easier to access, it's more visible, it's more obvious. So you're more likely to act on it. And the same goes for everything. If you have something that's more accessible to you and easier to achieve, you're more likely to achieve it. Seems like a no brainer, but I just think once you understand that, once you realize that you can use it to influence yourself. I think it goes the other way as well. Like if there's something that you want to do less, for example, my phone, maybe I should just put it on the other side of the room and I'm less likely to pick it up, make it less accessible, harder to reach. Obviously, all I've got to do is stand up and walk over and get it, but that's something in the way of me just picking it up, making me less likely to do it. You're probably like, well, duh, but like, I'd never thought of it like that before I read about this. So yeah, if you want to influence yourself, that's how to do it. 
if you want to build new habits, literally set up your room and set up your environment the way you want to. And I think you're also influenced by the people around you. And I've spoken about this so many times before. But obviously, if you're surrounded by people that do the things that you want to build a habit of doing, if you're friends with someone that's creative and always talking about creative stuff and things they want to achieve and things they want to create, then you're probably more likely to want to create more stuff. So surround yourself with them if that's your goal. And if you're with someone that has no want to do anything creative, then they're probably not going to spark the creativity in you. So if your goal is to become more creative, then walk away. that brings on the idea of cues as well because obviously everything you do is cued by something else so someone saying I want to do a photo shoot you go okay well let's do a photo shoot that's like your cue or your trigger and then you do that do you know what I mean goes for like tiny little things as well small things like seeing your toothbrush on the side oh I'll just brush my teeth quickly you know little things like that once you realize the things that cue your habits I think that will help you realize where your habits come from and help you notice your habits as well. I think it's the same way as noticing what your habits are, noticing what your cues and triggers are. And then the good ones, you can make them more obvious, more accessible, more fun maybe. And then the bad ones or the things that you don't want to do anymore or don't want to have a habit of anymore, make them less fun and make them less accessible. So you're not only changing the habits that you have but you're changing the cues that trigger them. I've already said this but I just can't get over how much that means you have the power over your own brain and I think if you have a set idea or a set goal and you realize that you can't just go straight for the goal you have to build little habits and when you realize and when you know that these little things are what's going to help you do that I just think it's crazy like it's almost a (laughs) no-brainer. pun intended, to do that. I think it's such a powerful thing to implement. Obviously, you're not going to see results straight away. But if you tell yourself that that's what you want to keep doing, and you keep doing it, it's actually impossible to not see results or change if it's something different to what you're doing now. Maybe do like a little feedback, a little log, maybe monthly or weekly, depending on what you're feeling and depending on what your goals and habits are. But if you look back on you know where you were when you started this habit or where you were a month ago and now I guarantee you'll see change and you'll be like wow and I feel like that will help with the drive to keep going so yeah I don't know it's just a really really exciting concept to me and I think it's such a powerful thing to to have the skill of if you try this out please don't let yourself get disheartened when you don't see change straight away realize the power that being consistent and doing it over and over again is going to have think about the little pathways in your brain strengthening and these things becoming more normal and part of your daily life and how much that is going to change you as a person in the best possible way because you're aware of it and that's what you're doing these things for I think it's an incredible thing to do so if you try it out please let me know because I would love to hear about what you're now implementing into your lives into your habits maybe stacking habits on other things. I don't know. I want to hear about it. What are your goals and what are your little habits that you're doing to achieve them? Message me on the Rambling with Rosie pod Instagram if you do come up with anything or if you have any other thoughts about this episode. I feel like I've rambled on enough so I am going to close off now. 
come and say hi on that Instagram. I love a chat. So definitely come and chat to me about anything and everything. Maybe something from one of the other episodes. I don't mind. Let's just talk. If you're enjoying the podcast, don't forget to rate, comment, like, subscribe on any platform that you listen to. It means the absolute world to me and I appreciate it so much. Thank you so much for spending some of your day with me. I hope you're having a wonderful one. Have a lovely rest of it and I will speak to you next week. Bye.